Well, hello and welcome back to MMA FanCast, brought to you by Octagon247.com, the official, the officially unofficial, 100% podcast of the fans. MMA for the fans, by the fans, brought to you by Octagon247.com. We are so excited. We are one week into a action-packed UFC fight night month-long journey. We had two UFC fight nights this past uh, this past Saturday night or Saturday period, and more to come every weekend until leading up to the the next pay per view, which is UFC 206. I am your host. I am Ryan Middleton. And sitting with me is my are my my boys. My boys are here yeah. in the house. They are. We have first and foremost, we have the man, the legend, Jim Sahara Mooney. He's pulling out the twelve inch guns, ladies and gentlemen. What's up? What's up? What's up? You can touch that. It's that's real. That's I'll it's pass. Solid there. It's I will solid. pass. I'm going to pass on that one. Thank you for the offer, though. And also with me is the legendary. Okay, this is the a prehistoric. Guy, this is a guy who took a his first ever selfie with his with his first ever fan, ladies and gentlemen, Terry Dactyl. First off, I wouldn't say first ever fan. I know the TD Nation is out there listening, so I'm I'm sure that there's going to be some more. But yeah, I I've got I definitely have a face for for radio and podcasting. But it was my first selfie. Glad to do it. You have hair for podcasting as well. Thank you, thank you. And and facial features. <laughs> uh. And and I've been told that I have. The voice of an angel by our audio technic. <laughs> you you have actually have the voice a voice for like. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> anyway, oh, yeah. Sahara, how are you doing? How was your weekend, brother? Busy, busy for sure. One of uh, one of my good friends. Um, All right, it that's actually enough. occurred last week. I remember talking to him on the phone. And then let's just on, cut to the on. chase. Do you really have a friend? <laughs> well, when I consider you, no, I don't have any friends. But this guy calls me, and then, like, in the middle of a sentence, he, he says, I gotta go. And then he never calls me back. Wait a second, I know who that is because it's happened to me on two, three, maybe four different I gotta occasions. Go. I'll call you I'll back. I'll call you back. Never call so, you back. Well, he did, and it was two days later. <laughs> Not like fifteen minutes. I, later. I just don't get calls back. So I, his his so, chihuahua ends up eating through the cable at their house, and now he's he's without what internet, and well technically no, but the guy is a master when it comes to running cable. He <laughs> he should he should start his own. Business Are you talking about? I don't know who you're talking about. There can only be one. So. I get this guy who says he can run cable, and he's there for nine hours at my house with <laughs> no internet. I don't understand. Did the job get done? <laughs> at some point did in the, the middle of the done? night. He didn't did. charge by the hour, did he? I, apparently, he thought he was going to collect custom, by the hour. This was truly custom work that had to be done in order to get this guy back up and running. You know what the funniest thing so. So Sahara comes over to the house, and he, we're working on wiring. Oh, yeah, this part's real funny. Just let me tell it. Uh. We're working (laughs) on wiring. So my dog, when we're not home, we keep her underneath the stairs. Yeah, and it's like a small pony. Yeah. So she's, she's underneath the stairs. And the cable that runs from our Fios box in the garage runs all the way through the garage, through the... The area that the dog's in, it's like tacked up to the wall, through all the way up to the to the big cable box in the modem. But tight to the bottom. Correct. It's it's yeah. very it's a very tight like shouldn't be any problem. Well, she finds a way to claw that out and and eats through it, and and so we have no cable. So so I have Sahara come <laughs> over and he's like, this is his thing. He can right. do this stuff. So he runs like. 
we're working on we since we had cable obviously we we built a built-in entertainment center in there so the cable that comes up through the floor now there's a hole drilled <laughs> in the built-in for that cable to run up into our living room, into our into the box but it's offset so it's offset so when they're building it they don't have to have it off, like set right cuz they can just pull the thing up as they're doing it but now that we're trying to get it to fish up through there it's like the biggest pain in the neck so we're going through this process right and we like pull this cord out and all this stuff we're like a couple hours into it i look under my desk and there's a barrel which means that a it's cable not one long run a, a, it's not one long cord we could have just disconnected the barrel <laughs> And just replace from and just under re- his desk to the Fios. <laughs> but instead, we tackled this huge problem. It was, it was a complete disaster. Yeah, so we would have not had to do anything to the entertainment center because that wire was good. It was just chewed from... <laughs> but ladies and gentlemen, the, the, the man, Sahara, fixed my cable so I could watch UFC Fight Night in... Ireland, Northern Ireland, and I could watch UFC Fight Night in Brazil, and, or Mexico City, where was it? Yeah, it was in Brazil, Brazil um, and Belfast. And 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 enjoy both of those cards, which I actually just watched the main events. But let's not talk about that. Let's talk about these main events. Did you, did you watch these? The one that I was uh, really interested to see was uh, the Bader fight. Yeah. It was... <clears throat> We talked about Khabib and how, um, like, if he takes you to the ground, he'll just maul you. Yeah. He's a master on the ground. Bader absolutely destroyed No Gar- It was, it was, I, I couldn't believe. I just, I mean, and he was vicious. Yes. I've never seen Bader look that, like, ferocious. He he was, he blew my mind. Yeah. It's, so I was um, looking... To see, they fought once before. Did they fight before? Yeah, they fought before. That's right. And Vader um, won that time too. That's right. Did, did he? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm trying to remember what fight it was um, where he lost in Brazil. I think it was in Brazil the last time he was there. Well, he lost the bit one of the biggest upsets in recent UFC history when he lost to Tito Ortiz, who hadn't won a. A fight against a fighter not mm. named Ken Shamrock in like ten yeah. years. I think I, I think I saw that fight. How long ago was that? I don't know. That was a few years ago. Yeah, yeah. Probably before you started watching. With I us. did. I did catch a few pay per views before. So, but you he guys. just he he beat him. He beat him so bad, and it, it, like when the fight was finally finished, Bader's on top of uh, Nogueira. And he's just throwing blows at every single one of them is connecting. And I, I remember thinking at, um, as this was happening, it's done. You know, the ref should be jumping in. And he didn't. There was like a, I don't know if you felt this way, Ryan, like that was the end of the fight right there. And the ref could have maybe stepped in because it seemed to me like Noguera had given up and he was just waiting for the ref to step in and call it. And then he didn't, so that's when Noguera started to try and punch up from the bottom. Almost like he was mad that the ref wasn't doing anything. It was it was an odd, I don't want to say odd, but I thought it should have been stopped maybe like uh, a second, a second earlier, two seconds earlier. And in MMA, when you're taking a, a, a beating and you're on the ground, two seconds of several blows landing... Is a long time, and that's such a fine line, though. You know, yeah, we, yeah, we same thing about with that, the Connor right. fight. Yeah. Like that, we would have been, you know, if he gets a couple more shots in there, we would have been like, yeah, maybe you should have stopped that. So there's such a fine line with reacting at the perfect time. By the way, uh, he fought Noguera. Bader fought Noguera at UFC 119 uh, in 2010, September of 2010. And won a unanimous decision. Um, that was actually when he was still undefeated. That was the the fight um, right before he fought John Jones. It was a battle of the two undefeated guys, and and I think that's what led to John Jones getting a title shot against. Um, oh, with uh, uh, Bader, Rua. Bader uh, Jones. 
Yeah, if 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 Ryan Bader shows up with the same, I don't want to say skill set because those are his skills, but taking that same mentality and that um, that fight strategy into, let's say he gets a title shot, this guy's got a strong chance of coming out as with the title. I mean, oh, he just I, he was it was vicious. He was as good as I've ever seen Ryan Bader look. Oh, um so that fight against John Jones was after Jones got the D- DQ loss against Matt Hamill. So technically John Jones wasn't undefeated at the time. It was was that for the knee on the ground? No, it was for elbows uh illegal elbows. Illegal or elbows or okay. something like that. Um yeah, 12 to 6 elbows, so um <laughs> Yeah, it seems strange, but he just he looked. And I remember thinking before the fight, I didn't. And I was telling uh, my wife Jen, she was uh, watching it with me, and I was saying this is a fight that could could easily end in the first round, where either one of them could get knocked out. I was thinking Bader was gonna, you know, really take it to him and knock him out, and um, you know, thinking that this might be, you know. Uh, the old fighter, they got one uh, last great fight in him, and this might be it for him because he's, you know, well, back Noguera, home. No, Guerra, little Nog. So there's little little Nog and Big Nog. Big Nog's a, a heavyweight, and his twin brother's the light heavyweight. As a casual fan, I prefer Eggnog, but. Eggnog is good. It's We're coming up on that season, too. Is, good, is good Eggnog really good? Eggnog, I, I, eggnog yeah, is very good. Yeah, yeah, I think it's good. If you've never had it, it sounds gross. Right, like I, I mean, I think and... I've tried it, and I think it's like a taste I don't want to ever put in my mouth again. It's no, it's good. Yeah, it's I mean, tasty. I don't really remember, and that, that that's maybe something you as you get older, like maybe. But I, I think for some people, at least for me, the thought of drinking something that had egg in it just was really. Is like, there actual like raw egg in it? Um, I don't. Maybe it's pasteurized. I'm not sure. I'm sure there's got to be. Some egg in it, right? But it, it throws it off. I mean, it doesn't taste like egg. Or yeah, it's, like good. it's good. It's good. It's good stuff. I'm sorry. Big nog, it's, it's little super, nog, super egg expensive. nog. Okay, so big nog and little little nog, just for short, because they have like the same name, essentially. So um, little nog is a like wh- highly high level boxer. He was in a boxer in. Brazil, and he was like a Pan Am type of boxer, like good boxing skills. Black belt, uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu too. I mean, high level in many facets of MMA. So, you know, with his high level of boxing, I, you know, he is seriously only like three or four years away. You know, three or four years ago, he was, I think, at his peak, and I think. Uh, he was as good as he's ever been, as good as I've seen him since his pride days, and he's just not that not that fighter anymore. And I, you know, he's the kind of guy where you like to go out on a win, but at what expense are you going out on a win? Are you fighting like bottom tier? Yeah, where's fighters where's he going to go get from, a win? If he does win, where does that put him? He's he's not going to get a title shot. Correct. And now, so I think it's really hard to. To retire from MMA at this point for guys that are a little past their prime because they're still making more money than they've ever made before. They're making more money right now than they did when they were dominant, and so that's a tough thing. Like when when you're um, pulling in the, but it's also scary to watch guys take beatings like he just he took, and it it I didn't like seeing him get. Yeah, for like uh, for him fighting in his hometown or home country, he's he is still a draw. He you know going forward, he's not going to be uh, the main event draw anymore. But I could see him fighting maybe one or two more times and uh, taking home that paycheck. I, I think you're you're dead on with that, Ryan. That this is he's not. Where's he going to go and make that kind of money anymore? He just he's not going to do it. And this is. Right now, if anybody can jump on the uh, the cash cow bandwagon of the UFC, you know the fighters that are at the end of their rainbow are still trying to hold on to that. Yeah, and that's one of the reasons why, 
looking at the retirement of Misha Tate at 30 years old, there is no way possible that she does not fight again in the UFC. It just there it is not possible. She she might take a couple years off, a year or two off, but she is not retired. I will guarantee she'll get that itch again. She's young enough to go back out there. She's got the talent. Once she gets that motivation, that drive, it comes back. She's coming back. I can tell you just from the build to UFC 200. I think that they were like kind of hoping. I don't know that this is true. Pterodactyl thinks it's true. Where, Ho- hoping that where, she when will When has be... that ever stopped you from saying something ridiculous before? That's a good point. <laughs> from, from from the way UFC was building that, it almost looked, you know, she's a she's an attractive woman, Ronda Rousey, attractive woman. I think they were trying to fill that spot with Misha Tate. And I got to tell you, it just, it didn't work. There was something about it. It's like, you know, uh, you know, you replace something, you bring in new Coke, right? And to, to try to replace something, it's like, no, it just doesn't work. Like, it's, I can see kind of how you went with that, but it just doesn't work. It's not the same. And so when she got crushed by Amanda Nunez and then goes out there at 205 and gets, you know, crushed again, you can kind of understand. Like, you know, maybe she's thinking at this point, maybe I'm not who people want me to be or the, the UFC wants me to be. Or maybe just not who she wants to be. But I think you're right, Ryan. I mean, I can't see her at 30 years old not taking another fight. But maybe it's not in the UFC. There's, yeah. there's. I mean, she's not going She's not going to go to like Bellator. She no, won't. and she's under contract with UFC. So it's going to have to be under with UFC. They're not letting her fight somewhere else. They'd have to... Wave their contract with her, so maybe it's just maybe it's just like an emotional reaction, right? I don't think I mean, it's that far. I think she does right now feel that way. And and the cool thing was, if you watched, there was a uh, video. There's a video that the UFC puts out after every fight. It's called the Thrill and the Agony, and it really highlights the um, fighters. I think they have it on Fight Pass. Um, it really highlights showing the fighters immediately after their wins and immediately after their losses, and kind of, kind of shows what they were, what was said in their corner and that kind of thing. And at one point during um, the Thrill and the Agony preview video, it showed Misha Tate and Brian Caraway, who's her boyfriend and also her trainer and a and a, and a UFC fighter. Um, her saying to him that she just doesn't have it in her anymore and she doesn't care like she needs to. And that um, that is was really um, really interesting to watch that happen. To he- actually hear her say that, and hear him trying to say, you know, you have it in practice. Why do you have it in practice, not now? And then she goes through with announcing her retirement in an emotional time when it looked like her corner was kind of trying to tell her, you know, hold hold off on any of that talk. She's been. Pretty dominant, aside from uh, from Rousey really um, running through that division. Misha has, even in the fights where she lost, she was still very competitive. It, it wasn't like she just was overwhelmed. But I think with, uh, with well, Pennington, she was overwhelmed against Nunez and Holly well, yeah, Holm. Yeah, she won in the I'm last going. round. That's where I'm going um, with that. That, that was that, her whole career, though. She was always not every fight. But against top-level competition, she would fall behind early and then pull out a miraculous win. Like, she did that a lot. She, exactly. Very competitive. But against uh, Nunez, she she took a vicious beating. And I think she might have come, come away from that thinking she didn't fight her fight. When really, even her best fight, I think uh, Nunez still comes out on top between those two. So... Taking that attitude into the fight against uh, Pennington, um, she had this. I, I think in her mind, obviously she visualized a victory, but she just she didn't look crisp. She she looked like she was tired. She looked like she was tired, and I think that there was she didn't have the fire that you need to have to compete at the highest level of MMA. She didn't look desperate when she knew she was down in the third. Round, she didn't look, you know. I thought she'd come out and she'd really show she has to pull yeah, this just win go out. For it. And she didn't. She didn't have that in right. her. Right. 
And she didn't have the eye of the tiger. That shows me that, yeah, she needs a break. Do, I don't believe for one second she's retired. I think she will fight again. It'll probably occur in two to three years. She'll get that fire back. She'll get that itch back. And it's good for a fighter to take a break like that because people are hungry to see them again. So I, I think that was... Uh, Absence makes the heart grow fonder. Absolutely. Um, she was Stay away part- too long. And the heart starts to wander. Prior to the Nunez fight, she was on a five-fight win streak. And then she lost two fights in a row. Um, and what are you two doing? Are you guys flirting again? <laughs> I'm laughing. I'm laughing at Jim for his goofy comments. Anyway. I've never heard that before. That was drier than the Sahara that Desert. The other main event of... He um, just ignored us, by the way, our conversation. That's okay. Of fight night... Last night, uh, I don't know which was which. Fight night, which one was fight night? Ninety nine. Ninety nine was Uriah Hall and uh, Masasi. Yes. Yeah, so, so ninety nine, Uriah Hall. I wanted to Musashi. place a wager. I wanted to place a wager on that one. When, when, Who did you want to bet on? Well, when Musa, yeah, surprisingly, right? I, when I bet, I lose, and when I think I should, I don't. So, Musasi made a comment in a video clip that I saw that that Uriah Hall got lucky and that anybody that knew anything about MMA would see that it was lucky and that he's going to get you know crushed this time. And when he said it, he said it was such conviction that I believed him. So much so that I thought, man, I want to try to profit from yeah, this. You do know he was like a 5-1 to one favorite. No, but, but, but that's a good point by so you. So you would have gotten like plus four, I mean, like plus like 400, I think. Right. So you'd have had to bet. 400 to win 100. Right, but even think about it, you know, even making 15% off of something is still good if it's if if it's the right decision. So go back to the fight before against Belfort and it, it, he had that attitude in the fight where it was just like he he wasn't moving quickly towards him but it was slow and steady and it was with confidence like you said. That that's that's the word that you can put on his attitude in that fight against Belfort that no matter what he was just going to walk away th- right through whatever Belfort had, and he just he uh, yeah. he beat him bad. And it even looked like he chose his own finish. Yes, yes, that exactly. He had he he had the opportunity um, to what to choke him out. I forget mm-hmm. I forget what that mm-hmm. was. Yeah. yeah, and and he chose two four to inflict a beating. So um, my initial thoughts prior to this. Um, uh, second uh, matchup or the rematch between Hall and Musasi was if Hall is going to make any noise in UFC anymore, this is his fight. Otherwise, if he doesn't do something, I mean, at least, you know, go the distance and show that those flashes we've seen before are not just flashes, it's true talent. But he just, he, he doesn't look like he has the any interest or desire. I, I don't think he's ever shown consistently that he's he's a fighter. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I think he has shown that he has a great amount of talent. He's very quick. He's very fast. I don't think he's ever shown on a consistent basis that he's a fighter. Like, he wants to get in there, and he's going to be aggressive and go after the win. He's a highlight guy. Finish. Yeah, and it, it's... You know, from a talent standpoint, it's it's frustrating because I see him as a guy that if he had the heart to f- to put in put to put into the sport everything that you know someone who is relying just on heart, like you're a Chris Lieben. Well, and 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 I thought too, it's your same comments about. Um... Um, blanking on the name of the fighter, he was on the heavyweights. He won the heavyweight season. He's the guy that just kicked the referee. Oh, big country, big Roy country, Nelson. Roy Nelson. I don't know how that that's because I'm a casual fan, I guess. Um, <laughs> it's the same thing. The way you feel about him, you said if he would dedicate himself, but he is a fighter. He just maybe he doesn't have that that dedication. So if you could put those two together along with another fighter, maybe you'd have a good fighter. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 kind of sad. Um, mm-hmm. When you have so many guys that that would are giving everything they can, and then you have 
to, to try to make it to the highest level. And then you have guys that have so much talent, then they're not giving everything they can. But but, how, but su- surviving it's easy, on talent. It's easy for us to say. I'm even catching myself right now. It's easy for us to say that. But we're talking at the highest levels here. Right. So how do we know that, you know, maybe with big country, I mean, you know, maybe it's the his diet. Maybe he could do more with that. But maybe he thinks that having that size somehow helps him. Or maybe Uriah Hall, maybe he thinks he's a fighter. And he's trying to prove himself in these spectacular finishes. We don't know. Maybe, maybe they are trying their hardest, and it's just not enough. I don't know. Bisping. Bisping is a good example of somebody who puts his heart into it. He he may not be a fan favorite, but and he's definitely not one of the guys that's got all the talent in the world, but. You can see that this is a guy that is dedicated to the sport, and he's going to give it his all every single time. And I agree with that one. And I, I don't like Michael Bisping, but the guy's dedicated to the sport, and you can tell. You can tell, but just by the way they they are, you can just tell. And the guys that are, I don't know. I just get frustrated by that. Anyway. Gegard Mousasi um, avenged the loss that he, he he his last loss, which was in 2015, um, uh, September against Uriah Hall. Um, he was able to avenge that loss, really um, took it to him, and uh, you know it kind of Impressive he got too. him to the ground and ended the fight very quickly. He, I think he ended the fight with it, got him to the ground and then ended the fight within like 30 seconds, 35 seconds. I think, you know, the fight ended with about 23 seconds left in the first round. And I think he took him down at like the minute remaining mark. And it was pretty relatively even on the feet. I mean, Musasi got a really nice jab in that snapped Uriah Hall's head back so hard and so, that... I mean, it was like probably one of the better jabs I've ever seen in in, in it was MMA. Vicious. vicious is a word that we've used several times tonight. Vicious. Yeah. Bader was vicious. Bader, yeah. That jab was vicious. It was a vicious weekend. Well, it was a vicious <laughs> weekend. Terry Dactyl was yeah. looking vicious today. <laughs> he is. Yeah, so Musasi... Um, had had a couple opportunities to end the fight against Belfort. It was like he was trying to make a statement and punish the old sheriff and say, there's a new sheriff in town. But then um, against uh, Hall, when he had that opportunity, he was going to say, you know what? It's ending right now. You're done. I'm moving on. And now, in my opinion, I think he's next in line for uh, for a title shot. TD... Ameritrade, Pterodactyl, <laughs> what do you have to say about UFC fight nights? This, uh, you know, you're gonna have a you're gonna have a whole month of them. Any interest? No interest? A little bit of interest, but not enough to watch it. Like, where are you at with these? Yeah, I mean, so it's it's tough because I I would have liked to have seen the Musasi and Uriah Hall fight, but there was such a a time commitment and figuring out when it would be on and having a busy day. And so with so many of these things, and it's, it's almost like too, it's like going back to watch a fight for me. That's not live and a big draw or, or has a big draw to the card. It's tough. So while I like the idea of it, um, I don't know that there's going to be anything that's going to pull me in that it's must-see. I think if you're a hardcore MMA fan or if you're flipping through and you happen to be an MMA fan, that it would catch your attention. But for me, I'm not really going to go out of my way to watch it. Uh, so nothing this weekend that uh, that we just went through. I mean, like I said, Musasi and Hall would have been something that I would have liked to have seen if I was flipping through. But I'm not going to go out of my way and you know buy fight pass and and you know try to track these things down. Okay. Yeah. So the next UFC fight night is this Saturday. Um, Saturday. Well, actually, Tec- well, I think it's, it's in Australia. It's in so. Australia, so I think it's actually going to occur on the 26th here, but the 27th right, there. Right, yeah. What's what's the main? What's the main? For well, the- it was Luke Rockhold and Jacare. 
But Rockle got hurt. Okay. See, Rockle, I would have been interested in seeing. Yeah. And so, <laughs> well, you're mean. Yeah. Well, Luke Rockle, I think you got got to come to the Octagon247.com studios. And show you my viciousness. So I got I to gotta throw out a quick note to the fans. If you're listening to this, we would appreciate if you would rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Part of the reason is, is, is you know, when we start having guests, I think that's going to really help us to attract some of the better guests that are out in the market. So if you would be so kind to do that, we would love to hear from you. Uh, these guys have been pestering me for, uh, for my thoughts on uh, as far as content on the website. I have reserved that mainly for the podcast, but if you'd like to hear more of that, uh, please reach out to us. We'll be happy to oblige. Let Terry Dactyl know that you demand to hear content from him during the week on the website. You can't wait until Monday morning to hear from Terry Dactyl once a week? Really, Dactyl? You think you have TD Nation here and they can get its get its fill in one time a week? Uh-uh. And he Not signed good. a contract, too, which um, we had our lawyers here at the... Uh, at the tables, talking to him about this. And, and then he overthrew a table, yeah. and then he body slammed someone. And he was like, oh, this is a WWE <laughs> contract signing. Vicious actions. The table always has to get Terry turned Dactyl, right. in, a, in a WWE contract signing. Right. So Robert Whitaker and Derek Brunson are the main event for UFC Fight Night 101, which I'm assuming that those are two names that you've never heard of. Right, That's two correct. guys that would never normally... <sighs> Headline. headline, but they're two up and coming guys. Um, both are r- top ten fighters in the middleweight division, and um, I-, I think that's a great main event. It's not a sexy main event for your casual fans. It's a great main it event. It is very unsexy. <laughs> I don't know yeah. who those guys are. And so then we have the following week. Um, let me see here. Oh, let me just go back to this. We have the Ultimate Fighter finale, um, which will, the main event will be Demetrius Johnson and the winner of the Ultimate Fighter, which hasn't been shown yet. So, Mighty Mouse. Correct. He's fighting for free on a free card. Yes. Why? Because he's not a pay-per-view draw. Right, but couldn't he at least be on the undercard of a pay-per-view? They would get the, so they want to bring more people watch the the free cards then watch the pay-per-views. So if they okay. expose them to more people, then okay. they... I mean, are... he's ranked as the number one pound-for-pound pound best fighter. Yeah, so absolutely. I... But, and that's pretty universal. I mean, he is the number one. He's dominant. He's very dominant. And Benavidez will be on the card. Gray Maynard's on the card. Um, Jake Ellenberger's on the card. Mastival is on the... Uh, on the card, so there's some big names on this card. Um, the one guy, I just uh, sorry for interrupting you, Ryan. Actually, I'm not. I'm just going to talk anyways. But that's what classless people do. Yeah, right. The one guy that I want to point nothing. out on this card that I think everybody should be p- paying attention Why are you to is talking like I've never heard that. Is Brandon? He's the Micro Machines guy. Huh? I think everybody should pay attention to. What are you talking? What? Ta- what? I'm drinking a Mountain Dew. And I pull it from your fridge. <laughs> oh, okay. And he stayed but at a Holiday Inn. I think everybody night. should be paying attention to for that fight card is Brandon Moreno. He was one of the competitors on um, the Ultimate Fighter for this most recent season, and his fight was actually the first one. And it was um, two guys going toe to toe, and he didn't come out on top. But it was, um, I think he ended up getting submitted. In the fight, I don't but know who you're talking about. Brandon Moreno. Brandon Moreno. He's, what is he on? What do you mean? What he's? What is what, he on? I don't see him on this card. He's on the card with uh, with Mighty Mouse. Yeah, he is fighting uh, Ryan Benoit. I should have let you try and pronounce that name. But anyways, I don't see you. It. Don't see him on the look right there. See, there's the card. Oh, there he is. Yeah, that's 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 it. Yeah, so um, he fought on the card on, uh, it was October 1st, uh, UFC Fight Night in Portland. And the headliner for that card was Lineker versus Dodson, which those two guys 
really went at it. But anyways, he uh, Brandon Moreno fought Lewis Smolka, and he won by submission. But I think this is a guy that people should pay attention to and keep his name in the back of your mind when you're thinking MMA because I think he's going to be making noise in uh, in the UFC. And that's that's my take on Brandon Marino. Good. I will keep an eye out for him. I'm excited to see him fight. That's, that's, that's exciting. That gives me something to look forward to. It's the first fight on the card, so... Some most of the time it's hard to get excited for the first fight, but I'll be looking forward to him losing to prove you wrong. <laughs> so he can make fun of you. Yeah. So no, but what would an MMA fan cast podcast be like without talking about Conor McGregor? We gotta talk about we gotta get our Conor McGregor fix in. So post UFC two oh five, Conor McGregor uh not Manny Pacquiao. Why did I want to say Manny Pacquiao? Floyd Mayweather. Floyd Mayweather is walking down the street in New York City Monday or Tuesday. TMZ runs up to him and says, oh, you know, did you watch the fights? Did you hear about the Conor McGregor fight the other night? And he's like, no, I know nothing about it. I didn't even know there was a fight. I know. And, uh, and they they say, oh, you didn't know about it? He's like the, the Floyd Mayweather of... UFC and Floyd Mayweather's like insulted that they would compare him to Conor McGregor and says, Has he ever made a hundred million dollars in a fight? Has he ever made two hundred million dollars in a fight? Has he ever blah 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 blah? All these things pretty, pretty funny. And then Conor McGregor is still in New York, TMZ catches up with him and you know, he basically says, "Tell him to say that to my face." So that's pretty smart. Pretty. Uh, it's gonna let the fists do the talking. What would happen in that fight, guys? You know, I uh, boxing match. Let's say boxing match to start. Well, you got to consider Mayweather's. You got to consider a couple things uh, with Mayweather. Mayweather doesn't really get into scrums and do the dirty boxing. To some extent, neither does uh, neither does McGregor. McGregor finds his range, and and he's able to land with precision. So he doesn't necessarily throw a lot, but everything he throws, he's hitting you with. It's not like they're glancing blows or he's just missing. He's always connecting. May the, Mayweather. Mayweather's also very very hard to hit. Yeah, he's a exactly, very defensively right. minded boxer. But but um, I think that that fight, if it would ever happen, would end up being. A boring fight because I don't see Mayweather getting letting himself get close enough to take that left that everybody talks about with McGregor, and and Mayweather his fights are boring anyways. That's yeah, what he's boring. known for. Seriously, yeah. I don't know why this guy is making the money he's I, making. And I'm with what you. the draw is with this. guy. I have no idea. Just just so you know, WWE paid him twenty million dollars to show up at WrestleMania. I didn't even know who he was. Literally, I had no who's Floyd Mayweather. I I had to look him up. I didn't even know. Yeah, I I don't understand it. There's there's like still this boxing. I don't know. Is there like a crowd that still likes big time boxing matches? I thought, I thought it died with Lennox Lewis. I thought it did too. But uh, apparent. I mean, we all three of us watched the. Pacquiao Mayweather. You had fight. to. It's a big draw. Yeah, it, it's a. It's one of those. Um, if you're a combat sports fan, you gotta you gotta watch it. It's a spectacle. It's the a part of the thing. But yeah, I I don't get how he can make money outside of that fight. I have no idea, but I, I don't think that fight's ever gonna happen. I I just don't. I I don't see it happening for a couple reasons. I don't think Connor's going to beat him in a boxing match. I don't think that's any slight to Connor. I just think it, you know, he's a <laughs> Mayweather's a very boring, defensively minded fighter, and it would probably go to a decision. So I don't think anybody really wants to see that. Would it draw a lot of money? Maybe they'll do it in a couple of years or something, but I don't see that happening anytime soon. Making some noise. He's some moving noise. the needle. <coughs> I'm proud of you. you. You must have raised your voice. Give him a little I have the voice uh, of an angel. History of that. Well, we we can they talk about understand. that. We're we're short on this on this time of this podcast. Um, next McGregor news. We've we learned 
this week that Conor McGregor isn't going to be fighting again until at least May. They said at least May. That's a he, killer. He can have the baby. And Why do they keep saying he's going to have a baby? He, his his girlfriend is having a baby. He always says, oh, I'm having this baby. Dude, you're not having a baby. Your girlfriend is. Believe me, it's going to be a lot rougher on her than you. Well, and that's part of the reason why he's not going to fight, because it's very rough on her when he fights. She has a high level of anxiety and stress and doesn't want to do that. Already showing he's already a good dad. I like and, that. I, I respect that. Yeah. I respect that. All, all being he deserves the, the time us, off. Yeah, we can definitely respect but, that. But from a casual fan perspective, uh, if Ronda Rousey loses at 207, she's done. I mean, we're, we're not going to see her back in the octagon for a while. Uh, so, you know, McGregor's not going to fight till That's May. That's a topic. I think that would be a really good <laughs> casual fan go. Friday article. Do we have anybody for that? Uh, no. Okay. Yeah. Well, do we have anyone willing to put... Okay, okay. No, Elbow grease. Elbow grease. Here's another problem. John Jones, Sw- out. On. Brock Lesnar, out. Sweat w- equity. We were, we were harassing you. Sweat don't equity. stop don't, us. Don't I love interrupting your harassment. So we'll continue. And um, he's not going to fight Khabib. I'll tell you that right now. Nobody really wants to see that fight. We think that we want to see that fight. We don't want to see that fight. I don't think people want to see Conor McGregor lose. He, I, mark my words, I, I make predictions all the time. He's not going to fight Khabib. That fight will not happen. Okay, so look at the Alvarez fight. And so many people were on the fence about who to take. And thinking, because Ryan, I remember us talking about this several times and, and talking about skill and matchup. It's, it's, it's even that this fight could literally go either way. And McGregor just had his way. He imposed his will, his fight onto Alvarez. And we keep... Which is exactly what I predicted. You did. And you even said second round TKO. Well, so to that point, and it though, should have been called a TKO just to make the record clear. It was called a KO, should have been a TKO. Now, we every time McGregor fights, the other camp says all he's got is this, but or who's they, stopping him? Or who's they stopping say him? he hasn't fought someone like me, right? But here's the thing I, I'm not saying that he would lose, you know, it would come down to if he can stop the takedown, Khabib. Gets the takedown, Khabib wins. Yes. If it stands Connor up. Connor keeps it up, Connor wins. Absolutely. And it doesn't last He was a getting round. destroyed at 205 stand-up, Khabib was. Correct. I thought it was, my was first time. Michael Johnson. It was my first time seeing him fight. I thought, man, how's this guy 23-0? and 0? Here's where, I, you know. I'm and then not, I saw him go to the yeah, ground, and I got really my answer. I'm not sold on that 24-0 record. Granted, he is top no, it's He is and the most dominant ground right, fighter in UFC. He, I think he is Did that probably the one of the best <laughs> yeah. wrestlers in the world. Legitimate. You know, there are guys that He's are an competing. artist on the ground. Right. But I just don't know how many names he's really went up against. I think he, um, my, my favorite fighter. Rafael <laughs> D.A. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Jim Miller no. or Cowboy yeah, Cerrone. Jim, no, Jim Miller's done. He he left us at Cleveland, UFC 203. He uh, would show his face no more. But um, against R.D.A., it was uh, it went the distance. It was a unanimous unanimous decision. Um, okay, well that doesn't mean that someone's terrible. I didn't. I'm, I'm not saying he's terrible. And as a matter of fact, I said. He is probably one of the best wrestlers in the world. What I'd like to see next is, you know, have the UFC put him up against who they think is one of their top wrestlers in the UFC. Who who just fought? Alvarez. His fight plan, and he said it himself, was go left um, and wrestle. Now that makes sense. That fight makes sense. So then I think we get it, you know, somewhat of a better gauge of Khabib and is he truly this this animal that cannot be stopped. I like that. 
I would say yeah. if Khabib can beat Alvarez, then yeah, maybe he should get a shot at McGregor. I just don't see that fight happening. I, 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 they what, say styles what make motivation. Fights, what motivation? Exactly. If you're Conor McGregor, exactly. you have balls in the court. Like you have a lot of say, you more say shot than any want. fighter in the history of the UFC. Yes, and. You are champion of two different weight classes, so if you don't want to fight him, which I, I'm telling you, if I'm Conor McGregor, I have zero motive to take this fight. I agree. There's not one good thing about taking that fight. I agree. You got a guy who's a beast on the ground. No one cares about him. No one watches his fights. Like he doesn't have a big draw. He's not a big name. Not a big draw. And he would. There's a chance that he's going to beat the crap out of you. Yeah. If he gets him on the ground, it's done. Why would you take the fight? I agree. That's why I don't think it's going to happen. At this point, Connor is a baller, and he's going to take any shot that he wants, and it's not going to be against Khabib. The only people that are clamoring for Khabib to get a shot are the hardcore fans, which is a very small Yeah, and I I think even that crowd is pretty small. For everything that you said, and, and, and it doesn't look, make sense. They think that yeah. they want that fight. They don't. They really don't. They do. Yes, they do. Hardcore fans want to see well, McGregor look, lose. Well, there's, look, there's a part of me, even as a casual fan, that I'd love to see him fight Khabib. But I, I just I just don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. I, I, I don't think... I mean, if I'm Conor McGregor, there's no way I'm taking the fight. So I don't think it'll happen either. Yeah. And something that we've touched on before is... There's always the very real possibility that that fight gets scheduled, and then what happens? Yeah, he pulls out. Yeah. Do you, with, do you really think, though, if he doesn't get this fight against Conor, that he is really going to leave the UFC? Does that make any sense at all? Well, I mean, what's he going to do? Is he going to sell hoagies door to door? I mean, what do you do when you're a fighter and you're under contract? You can't just pick up your ball and go home and play somewhere else and make money. Who was the last guy that did this? Was it RDA? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It doesn't make sense. You, uh, like, if if it was so easy, GSP was retired for three years and he can't do it. He's, yeah, I he's was shocked that battle. he's not going to be. I was shocked that he was not going to be at uh, in Toronto for for two oh six. Yeah, well, there was just a GSP sighting. Speaking of him, it's a good segue. He wants a big. He um, wants a lot of money at Bellator one sixty five. He this, should get a lot weekend. of money. What, GSP was at Bellator? Yeah. No, nah, he wasn't. Obviously, he wasn't on the card. Sure. But <clears throat> this was what... Well, uh, that happens way more often than you guys realize. Yeah, but, but it was just a mention that he was there, and he actually um, was... I don't know if, uh, you know how in-depth this was, but he was um, working out or put through the paces with Chael Sonnen. And, and he said something about... Chael showing him, or the guy they were working out with showing him some new moves and him being appreciative of that. Something like that. Mm -hmm. Let's go back to Connor for just one second. Triple H, the game, was at UFC 205 along with you guys. Yeah, and he said some things that I figured you would love. I I do. In fact, you you wrote an article on the You could have written an article. I probably could have. On Casual So this is the guy... That could do that for us? <laughs> no, Terry I don't Dactyl? I don't know. Terry Dactyl's not much of a writer, but he loves to hear his own voice. Uh, unless it unless it doesn't move the needle, like these guys say. But anyway, so I will so not look, disagree so with look, that. if if they can give Floyd Mayweather an opportunity to to be on a WrestleMania card, if they have any chance, they will take Conor McGregor in a second. Doesn't matter what what it will cost them. Because he is certainly a guy that is going to bring over a ton of viewers. Maybe they worked something out with the Brock Lesnar deal. Maybe they didn't. But I think it's a very clear from you know it's clear from a business perspective that it is good to sometimes mix in uh, uh, MMA and, and professional wrestling. You well, see it with Ronda Rousey. So, you see it with Brock Lesnar. So here's the question: Is um, the UFC what are the, what what do they lose by having him? Be in WrestleMania. I don't think I don't think the UFC loses anything. Do I they have something to gain? They I don't think that they necessarily do because at this point Brock Lesnar's off the table. I mean, he's what not I'm saying is, if Conor let McGregor, him do it? he, no, he if, can get the payday. If Conor McGregor goes over and does something for uh, WWE at WrestleMania, does that? somehow bring a new audience to Conor McGregor, which in turn would 
have people tuning in, more people tuning in to see us fight. I, I would think that it would benefit the WWE more than Correct. the UFC. Correct, more. Yes. But isn't there some type of benefit? I, I, th- I think that there is, but that's also, I mean, I've got I've to admit I'm biased. I'd love to see Conor McGregor, even as a, you know, I, I don't know how they would ever book this, but something with Brock Lesnar, right? Because that's something that you're never going to see in the UFC. Yet these are two UFC guys somehow would be they going They can have a, a, a um, WWE um, Brawl for All. What, what was that called when they had the real fighting, boxing? Yeah, that's not, that was the worst. Tough enough. All no. these guys got hurt. Uh, Bart Gunn was <laughs> the, the Butterbean. And then got crushed by yeah. Butterbean. There's, there's a reason why WWE is scripted. I think that it actually helps them in the long run. I think they can keep their stars uh, hotter for longer. Um, not that they they don't really have a lot going on right now. I don't know if right I could now. trust McGregor to not throw a punch and intentionally miss. Well, that's the thing. If he's you know? that accurate, he could do that. So Triple H was there. We mentioned that. We have a new um, daily feature or almost daily feature on Octagon247.com, which is basically a news roundup. We call it Ground and Pound. We have the Thursday morning Ground and Pound, Friday afternoon Ground and Pound. You know, At some point during the day, we're going to give you a... a a daily roundup of the news, and that's the ground and pound. Jim Sahara Mooney today wrote, um, today's ground and pound did an excellent job, I might say. So check out the Sunday ground and pound by Jim Sahara Mooney. Um, don't confuse that with Jim Mooney, the writer, on Octagon 24-7. Also very com. talented. Uh, but yeah, check out, check out that new daily feature. What we want to do is to be able to bring all the top news from MMA in one article, one place, so that you're not having to worry about scrolling through a hundred different articles to cap, you know, to capture the day's news. And uh, so that that's a that's a really cool new thing we're doing on there. Um, talking about the the fallout from UFC 205, we have some. Talk about matches, uh, future matches, uh, as a result of the what took place during UFC 205. We talk about Tyron Woodley and Stephen Thompson. It's got to be a headliner. It's it's got a main event. Card. Well, is it even going to happen? It's not a fight that Woodley wants. Yeah, I don't think it will happen. Maybe down the line, if Woodley retains his belt, if he doesn't want to continue winning. He that, doesn't want that fight. He doesn't want that fight. In fact, he he talked about it like he was on to Conor McGregor. But, I mean, look, anybody wants to fight Conor McGregor, right? Conor McGregor is who anyone wants to fight. It, not that you want to fight him. You want you the want results the of fighting him, absolutely, fighting him, yeah. which are the biggest paycheck you're ever going to get in your life. Um, which is kind of weird when you think about it. I mean, I guess it takes two to tango, but... Why does a guy just for fighting Conor McGregor make a boatload of money? It's Conor McGregor that's the draw. And I, I get, yeah, it takes two to tango, but... It's I, a good point. I, I just think it's weird. It's a good point. Um, you're just the... And, and Conor says it best. I, I If I'm going to pick you to make you rich, you got to show something to me. Wait, i got to tell you guys a ra- just a very quick, random professional wrestling story. I once talked to Kamala, the Ugandan giant. Anybody used to watch WWF yeah. in the 80s? And he, wa- and he wasn't Kamala, he wasn't Ugandan. He was just like he was a, he's a, an he's overweight African-American. Like sweet Mississippi boy. Yeah. My name's... Yeah. Okay, so I talked to him. He said that uh, one year for SummerSlam, he was paid $10,000 for the match. The Undertaker was paid $500,000 for the match. So I think to your point, if you've got a main headliner guy, I'd rather see Conor McGregor get more of the money than just you know somebody else for fighting him. I mean, the fact that Nate, how much did how much did Nate Diaz make for those two fights? A lot, right? But yeah. but does is does did was well, he the attraction? I do of that? think. More so than most opponents that he was... Uh, he, so, his rematch with um, McGregor did more buys than UFC okay. 205, okay. which was a much better card. That's fair. That but the first is a fight, huge What difference. did he make for the first fight, though? 
Um, not as much. Okay. He well, more that makes the sense. Rematch. You're right. You're right. Then he was a he was a draw to that card because he beat Connor. Well, and he was a draw to that card because um, that was the fight people wanted to see. People wanted to see McGregor Diaz. And so, as a casual fan, I just want to see McGregor and anybody. I don't think uh, that trilogy is going to happen. I don't think that third fight's going to come back. There's Ever. just so many fights that could happen. Yeah, th- yeah, I just think there's so much. Here's the thing: McGregor wants that fight. Diaz wants that. He fight. He wants it at 155. Yeah, and that's where Diaz fights. So McGregor wants <clears throat> that fight, and Diaz wants that fight. If it once they they're not going to fight that battle right now, like the but, money's not there right now. The money is there right now. Well, the money's there, but there's other fights that need to happen before. Correct. If that trilogy fight, in my opinion, will happen, it's just a matter of when. I I don't really have any interest in seeing. I got to be honest. I mean, McGregor beat him. What 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 do I have to see now? I mean, McGregor's the draw. It's not Nate Diaz. It's we, the trilogy. It's uh, the it's the okay. You got one. You, you got know one. what? Maybe in, in the three second or four years. one. The second one was so close that. It wasn't like anything like a runaway. But here's the thing. We we don't want to see Connor lose right now. It's not good for the business. Now, he can lose against somebody oh, that he's going up in weight class. I'd, if he takes on Tyrone Ty, Ty Woodley and he loses, and well, that's 170. Uh, you know, there's there's different ways that you can kind of get out of that. He's still a two-time title holder. He just missed the third one, right? There's things that you can do with it, but there's certain people. If he fights again, it's like, well, what's well, we'll what's, what's he out, gaining? Yeah, December thirtieth, we'll find out how much um, can be gained from a loss when Rousey comes back for her. That's a good. First there fight. there are so many fights on that card that I'm looking forward to as a casual fan. And when I say so many, I mean the fact that there's three that I'm looking forward to means that it's got a lot of you know. At least for me, there's a, a lot of star power there. So more fallout from UFC 205. So we talk about Woodley Wonderboy. Don't think that's going to happen right now, but I think Dana White wants it to happen. So we'll see who who ends up uh, winning that battle between Woodley and Dana White. Dana White has also um, said he wants Bisbing and Romero to happen. Bisbing has since agreed to that, so it looks like that will happen. Joanna has said that she doesn't think Carolina is is worthy of and a rematch. I would rematch. agree. I, I didn't think it was that close of a fight. She had her in trouble. She, uh, Joanna well, was in more trouble of the fight being stopped than Carolina ever was, and that's the only difference. And so maybe that experience is going to help to make... I think that has the potential to be a great rivalry. Moving on, because we're short on time, um, uh, between that rematch... Oh, we talked about this already. Want to talk about the UFC 206 fight card. And the lack of a main card draw like GSP, I'm sorry to say. um, I disagree. I think this card has turned into a beautiful card. It has actually turned into... The main card has turned into... <laughs> the UFC 205 fall-offs. <laughs> it, it, it is, actually, but it has turned into a very, very solid card. You got the championship, light heavyweight championship, Daniel Cormier, Cor, I can't Cormier. versus Anthony Rumble Johnson. You got Max Holloway, who is a 24-year-old beast. Absolute beast against Anthony Pettis, who's trying to maintain his relevance in the division. You got Rashad Evans and Tim Kennedy rescheduled from UFC 205. You got Donald Cerrone, who was who had to be booted because Kelvin Gastelum couldn't make weight for the 56th time um, <laughs> at UFC 205, fighting Matt Brown, who was bumped up from the 207 card. Cub Swanson's on the card. Cub Swanson's on the card. I just love that name, Cub Swanson. Yeah, well, Cub Swanson, I'll tell you what, he was... Um, he was a beast, and he still is a beast. But he was a, a you know, a title contender for a long time. Are you all right? Yeah, I was just thinking is about your pacemaker if going you, off. If you look uh, <laughs> about midway through the card, one of our favorite, one of uh, Octagon Twenty Four Seven, Drew Dober. Yes. Drew Dober. Now, who do we know him? AKA Drew Dober, <laughs> AKA. Ricky, Ricky Lundell <laughs> in stereo. Ladies and gentlemen, Ricky <laughs> Lundell. 
So for the fans out there that don't know this, I, I ran into Ricky Lundell, who's a grappling coach out of Las Vegas. I ran into him at the gym the night before uh, UFC 203. Uh, actually, maybe two nights before. And then I see uh, Ryan Middleton, our host. Yeah, it was a Thursday night. T- yeah, talking, was... okay, talking to Drew Dober. Who? And... <laughs> no, in your mind... I wasn't talking to Drew Dober. <laughs> That's true. You so were talking. Tell it from your point of view. <laughs> you were talking to Ricky Lundell. Um, I, you know, you remember, I'm a casual fan, so I don't get embarrassed easily at all. And so I announced the world famous Ricky Lundell to Ryan Middleton. Uh, and they both kind of looked at me puzzled. Drew said, Oh, yeah, Ricky's a great grappling coach. I still didn't get it. <laughs> I walked away thinking that uh, I knew him. I talked to him the night before. It wasn't. It was, you know, kind of like talking to QB Browns. You guys didn't know who it was, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we had a reason not to because he didn't look like him, and it was 20 years later. Well, it's plus Same it's thing very with pixelated Ricky Lundell in, in, in not looking, Super Bowl. but Drew Dober wasn't pixelated. So. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> that wraps us up for this episode of MMA FanCast. We are so happy to have you with us. Remember, all week long, ground and pound on Octagon247.com, you, the fans, are going to determine and demand that Terry Dactyl get his act together and start his casual fan Fridays and get rocking and rolling with that. Thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you next week.